Hello and welcome to The Dirt, a bite-sized loan podcast where we answer some of the burning questions that we get on a daily basis from grain growers about how to improve soil health and why soil carbon is such an important part of your soil. I'm Dan Reid, Grower Comms and Extension Manager at Loam. I'm from a grain and sheep farm just outside of Tamora in the Riverina, New South Wales. The purpose of this podcast is to answer the common questions that we get when we talk to farmers. Please give us a follow on socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn, and send any questions through, and we'll do our best to answer them in the next show. As always, Loam recommends you getting advice from your own agronomists and financial advisors. Today, I'm having a chat with Phil Peterson, Senior Agronomist for Loam. Phil is a vastly experienced agronomist who is now based on a farm near Grenfell in the central west of New South Wales. Today, Phil and I are going to discuss the following three questions. What's the dirt on soil carbon? What is CO2E? And does tillage affect carbon stocks? How are you, Phil? Very well, Dan. So we'll dive straight into it. What's the dirt on soil carbon? Yeah, look, good question. And I like the way you've put it together. As my lecturer at university all those years ago told me, dirt's what you get on your hands, soil's what you're standing on. So the organic carbon component is essential for life, life in the soil and life above the soil. And is, there, is, there was a lot we don't know about the life in the soil and uh, it is something we're learning about, but it is driven by and uh, based on the amount of carbon you have in your soil. If you can build your soil organic carbon levels up, you get to increase the water infiltration rate and the holding capacity of that water in the soil. It improves soil structure. It improves that biological activity that I was just talking about. And it increases mineralization and availability because you've got more biological activity. So all that leads to better mineral cycling and ultimately reduced inputs. So, so the higher your levels of soil carbon, then the healthier crop you're going to have, the healthier your soil is, and um, yeah, the better chance that you're going to have a, a better crop. Yeah, in summary, that is correct. That is incorrect. There, there are uh, lots of other uh, controlling factors, uh, rainfall, environmental conditions, etc. But ultimately, the higher we have our soil organic carbon, the healthier your soil will be, and the less added inputs you'll need to grow a crop or a pasture. A lot of terms are thrown around, but what what is CO two E? Yeah, look, that's a, a good question, and it's it's one of those acronyms that we uh, we hear about all the time in the industry that we're in, but others probably don't. So CO2E it essentially stands for carbon dioxide equivalents, CO2 being the chemical equation for carbon dioxide. So it's a measure that is used to measure the amount of carbon that is sequestered from the atmosphere and put into the soil. And it's also the same unit of measure that's used to measure the amount of carbon that you give off as emissions. So when we're talking about, about increasing our soil carbon, does tillage affect our carbon stocks? Short answer is yes, it does. So anything that mixes or opens the soil tends to increase the oxygen in the soil the biology that lives in the soil needs oxygen, just like you and I do. And if, you know, put your hand over your mouth and block your nose, you'll soon work out that oxygen is probably the most required element for survival. So the oxygen increases the biological activity. Biological activity in cropping soils in certainly eastern Australia, I can comment about. I 
imagine WA is much the same, but that in biological activity is mainly driven by bacteria these days uh, as we've reduced the fungal component of our soils. The bacteria then leads to leads to mineralization. Mineralization is the breakdown of tied up minerals and nutrients and turns them into plant available form. So traditionally, I'd say let's, let's say the last 75 years, we've been cultivating soils, several reasons without going into a whole lot of detail, but the older listeners will know that there was done to reduce unwanted plants or weeds, if you want to call them that, spreads dry plant material around, e.g. stubble and, and, and pasture mass that's left behind. It increased the soil tilth, the fineness of the soil or the flowability of the soil, and in doing so, increased mineralisation. What all that means is that the improved, the finer the tilth and the increased mineralisation led to a quicker germination and, and possibly some more nutrient availability. So, so, so you're talking about you're talking about when we used to fallow five times a paddock five times before sowing it. And correct. Those days. Correct. Yep. So, so that was a necessary thing at those times before we had chemicals, etc. Before we had the machinery that we have today. During that whole process that I just mentioned, cultivation, oxygenation, and then mineralization, it's consuming organic carbon. So the biology breaks down the organic carbon and the minerals. And they're using the carbon as an energy source uh, to do that job. So we have reduced our organic carbon percentages in our soils over the last 75 years through cultivation. No one has done anything wrong per se. It's what we knew at the time. We just now, we now know that there are better ways of doing things and better ways of farming. So we're now trying to rebuild that soil organic carbon because it leads to, as I mentioned earlier, better water infiltration, better water storage, better biological activity, and more mineral cycling in the soil. So if your soil test says to you that you're below 1% in organic carbon, then you're gonna have soil structural problems. You're gonna get poor water and root penetration. You'll get more compaction, particularly on wheel tracks, and it's gonna to lead to an unbalanced mineral availability. That's why we're trying to build carbon. Yeah, and you just you just want to get that number as high as possible. Build as much carbon in there as you can. Yeah, um, it's it's a slow build uh, using traditional methods of farming. I say traditional the last 10, 15 years. Um, it will be a slow build in organic carbon. Companies like Loam will come onto the marketplace and they will have additives that you can add to the to the soil to increase the amount of carbon that the plant sequesters from the atmosphere and stores in the soil. Yeah, there's been obviously massive changes in the last 15, 20 years with, with minimum tillage and, and you know, zero tillage in, in some systems. So, and I think there's been, um, many growers can agree the benefits of um, disturbing your soil less. So it's um, no, it's, a, it's a fast evolving space and hopefully loam can be a part of, of increasing the soil organic carbon and improving uh, the performance of growers around the world. Thanks for that, Phil. There's always a great chat today. I hope that provided some insights and answers for our listeners. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Thanks for the opportunity to um, try and clear some of the mystery. No worries. Well, if you enjoyed this podcast, if you found it useful, please send it on to a friend. Hit the subscribe button. Follow Loam on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn, and have a great day. Thanks for listening.